2: Hello and welcome to the latest episode from the Wolves fancast. Hoops here hosting this evening's podcast. Um, We're recording this um, late in the evening after the uh, unfortunate defeat against Everton. Um, So of course we'll be discussing the detail around that. Um, And we'll also be previewing the, um, the big game at the weekend, which is West Brom. Before we do that, um, into sort of news this week. um course, a little bit of a reaction on social media. And that is the draw for the fourth round of the FA Cup, where we've been drawn against Chorley. Um, I've got Stu, Andy and Dan on the pod this evening. And I'll just go to Stu, first of all, I guess from a an away fan supporter in these times. I wouldn't even say mixed emotions for you, Stu. I think you were pretty pissed off that it was Chorley because it was kind of a game... I guess you were gunning for as opposed to a, a Middlesbrough away or a Palace at home again type fixture?
0: I mean, going back to the, the glory days when Alex was on here and we were the away boys, that's our name at the time, and every year we begged, begged and begged to have somewhere interesting or even not even interesting, just shit, mm. <laughs> somewhere small and different to so just tick off the list. I mean, I've done about 83, 83 84 grounds now, something like that, so... The only ones left on this list this time were Wickham and Chorley. And I thought just it's just going to be our luck to draw one of them just to piss me off. <laughs> 15 years of begging for something like this and then just our luck that it happens this year. So, yeah, I was not exactly pleased. <laughs> it's a point like
2: No, but I, but I suppose to look at it from a football perspective, Andy, it's it, it's a good draw, isn't it? I guess really as a, as a route of progression. Um you know, and, and yeah. I know Chorley have obviously gone through to this stage, but what were your thoughts on the draw?
1: Well, when you get to when in any cup competition, you want to draw against the perceived weakest team. And of the clubs left in it, Chorley were the perceived weakest team. Obviously, they've done fantastically well to get to this stage. But I think every club who was still left in it wanted to get Chorley to try and get through to the next round.
2: And and Dan, um, we've seen a few interesting social media reactions to this <laughs> 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 this fixture. A few people jumping out of the chair. I, I, I would say you were probably a little bit more restrained when you got the news. So how how you viewed the um the game against Chorley?
3: Well, it's nice to have, isn't it? Proper proper title of the FI Cup. Well, but... I'm just I can't get up for that at the moment after that tomorrow. I'm gutted. (laughs) I'm absolutely gutted.
2: No, and and I think that's the thing and it's it's the beauty of it. We we put out on on social media I think this week, um, asking for feedback for for our listeners um in terms of should we do these pods straight after? Should we have a little bit of moment of reflection where we may be a little bit more um Mm -hmm reasoned um, and it's difficult to call really and we we, so we're giving you the reaction you know I'm speaking to you it's 25 past 10 so literally after after the game and we'll go into the the, the game in in a little bit of detail but we'll hopefully keep it light for you and try and be positive but we'll have to call it as it is and as we've seen it and we can't mask that that disappointment so um, that's the FA Cup to come Let's move on to Everton, um, as Dan's referenced. Dan, do you want to take us up first of all? Let's, let's, let's break it down, if, if we may, as, as we always do. So just prior to kick-off, around about quarter past seven, it would have been, we had the team news. Um, I saw um, your piece on Insta Live, so a shout-out for that. And again, as part of the feedback we're asking for listeners, um, we're trying to diversify a little and, and do a few more interactive pieces of content. So I know Dan and Luke did a great job on Insta Live and you reacted to the team. Um, The obvious one was we all knew Rui would be coming back in, but it was why we weren't aware of the Adama injury. But I know you mentioned Theo, I can never say his surname, Corbinari, the maple syrup. (laughs) I know you mentioned he may have got a look in. I know we've got the benefit of hindsight now, but if we take you back to quarter past seven, what were your initial thoughts just to share on the pod of the team?
3: We were all sort of taken aback that Adama wasn't even on the bench. Hopefully he isn't out for the long. But if, if he has tweaked his hamstring against Palace, that's, that's a good few weeks there, isn't it? Just typical, got Albie on Saturday, we've already missing him and his powders, Johnny, it just seems all set up, doesn't it? I'm just being negative now because I'm so late, gutted. Wait for
0: that later.
3: But, um, yeah, when the lineup comes out, I see Gibbs-White as what, what appears to be right-wing. I'm thinking, why well, isn't he playing Theo Corbihani, who has played the majority of time on the right-wing for the under-23s this season. Nuno's constantly talking about trusting the youth with building for the future, and then he's, he's not giving them a chance. He's, he's had to give Fabio a chance because we have a, we've had no... Um, striker outlook, but apart from Otiseri coming on at Chelsea at half-past time and doing a decent job, he's not trusting his youth team as much as he keeps stating in the press.
2: And I think when you look at the teams, Andy, from a perspective when we, like you looked at the opposition, you must have been heartened to see that Calvick Lewin, um, who's been in good form for them this season, wasn't going to be featuring and, and Richarlison wasn't starting. that. So, when you were comparing the size, were you going into it optimistic?
1: Absolutely. Um, Calvert-Lewin's been shit up this season. So for them to be there, their talisman was quite uplifting. And we all know the damage that Richarlison's caused us several times across a couple of clubs now. So for neither of those two to be in there, you thought, OK, this, this is actually going to be something a bit more competitive. Um, And obviously, I know we'll we'll break down the game, but I do feel it was fairly competitive for for the majority of it. Um, Obviously, they were also without the lad in midfield, whose name I forgot, um, Alan. um, When I've seen him for them before, I've been quite impressed with him. And he's something of a metronome for them, so that I felt would disrupt their game. So, yeah, I think the fact that we've got our own injury crisis, it was nice to see that a club that we should be measuring ourselves against is also suffering a little bit as well. So it did give us some hope, I felt.
2: And Stu, I mean, Andy's reference there, sort of measuring ourselves against, and I hear that a lot with Everton. I don't know what your view on that is. They seem to be kind of the measuring stick for, for walls in terms of a top seven size. Um, but, you know, they've obviously spent money um, well in some cases and poorly in, in, in others. You know, they've got Decorey, again, a player they would have been familiar to us. You know, they've spent big money. Um, how did you view the Everson side? And, and also, and just for yourself to touch on um, Gibbs-White as well. I mean, I think for many of us, I think his last game was, was February. We, I think we expected we'd seen the last of Gibbs-White.
0: I mean, yeah, we. I'll put the, the thing in the... Um... As soon as I saw the line up, I said, Well, why is if he's going to be playing there, then why is Hoover not playing there? Because this was this happened last time he was here and he was played out of position again, no fault of his. But we know what his position is it's behind a striker or behind two strikers, like he was playing well at Swansea. So if you bring him back and play him somewhere else, it's going to piss him off and he's got to play as well. It's common sense. Um, so I oh, but the uh, media team name being in hundred percent honest in the past have they so and as proved again today so it was kind of like well we'll just see what happens with that but with everton it's I mean I kind of touched it on last Friday where they the old Everton Everton Cup being the old seventh position being the Everton Cup thing and they were the one outside of the big six or the sky six or whatever you want to call it who everyone touched on everyone like Southampton and Leicester and everyone wanted to be at one point so it's more of a historical thing, I think, rather than actually yeah. now. But they have they've invested well, and like you said, very badly sometimes. But with player for player, when everyone's fit, there ain't much difference between the the clubs really. First eleven and bench. I mean, their, their bench probably is stronger than ours because everyone's is anyway. Even when everyone's fit, but from an, a, a core group of players who play every week, there ain't much difference between the two clubs really for me.
2: No, and I think say we'll we'll go into the game, but I think you know. Okay, they had a couple of players out, one of which came on onto the the pitch. Um, but you know, as as Dan referenced, and we all know, you know, and this this list is growing, unfortunately. Dharma, Jimenez, Pedenz, Bali, Marcel, Johnny. They're all they're all in your first eleven, aren't they? You could make a subjective call, but I think if you 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 to poll the fans or to Nuno, that is your first team and. I know you can use an argument to say, well, actually, you've got to legislate for that, and you've got to build a, big, a squad, and you know, to to cope with this. But you know, we'll, we'll go into the game now in terms of detail. But I think whilst we're disappointed, the context has to be that you missed that many players, and we weren't far off Everton today. Um, I mean, we started poorly, of course, conceding Alexi Wobi scoring the fifth minute. Um, the player I'm gonna mention here, and he's gonna be mentioned on every pod, and I don't wanna make it a running theme, is is Samedo. Um an interesting first half for him and for the goal seemed to be a lot you know, social distancing defending as I think I oh. referenced with with the goal, which I don't know is it's harsh on him or not, but what were your f- you know thoughts with the first sort of five, ten minutes and, and the goal in particular?
0: You know, I mean, I thought that's that's been incredibly harsh, I mean I thought if for the the Everton first goal was a superb move from them. I mean, there's no way he would have expected him. I mean, even to cut it back first time. I mean, Sarmado, yeah, he's not gonna if he if he jumps for that misses the header. He's out of position. He's one on one with the keeper, so he was lined up perfectly to for the to take them, which is what you'd expect. I mean, laying it off first time was an excellent move. No one could have done anything about that. So I think his positioning wise, I think he. For what for playing in the back four anyway, I mean Gully will come on to this in the week, but playing in the back four anyway, I thought he was perfectly fine where he was. As I said, if he misses a header, he's in on goal. So you kind of control control the mistake more than anything else. And I just thought it was a superb well for everything. I never even commented on it because I thought, oh well, fair play. Sometimes you just gotta hand your hands up and say, well, fair play to the opposition because from that I couldn't see much wrong from anyone really. Mm.
1: Um, I don't disagree. Um, oh sorry, um, yeah, hopes to jump in. I don't disagree with what Stu said. I don't think Samedo was the issue. For me, it was the lack of tracking from the midfield. The pa- the press was just non existent, so they were quite easy just dinking it about. And even the fact that Dini didn't get a clean connection to cut it back didn't matter because there was no one anywhere near Uobi. It was a really simple goal. They made us look stupid.
0: But well, the best players do make you look silly at times, don't they, when that, when it clicks?
1: Yeah, the best players, not fucking Alex Iwobi. <laughs> <laughs> I've
2: always liked Iwobi when I've seen yeah, him. It's all right know, to be fair. Me. I just, yeah. I, I think he's strong. I think he's physical. He, look, he, he's always looked decent.
1: Um, he's not a bad player to be fair. To uh, yeah,
3: massively yeah. deflated. Just, I'm just massively deflated. Uh, it's like we say, You can't give a player like James Rodriguez that much room to pick a pass. I don't. I, I, I agree with the point that the our centre midfield should be better with the tracking back but with the way that Everton was set up they didn't really have like an out and out striker so I, I don't know positioning wise could, could they have been bad could they have done a bit more pressing it, it's just a training ground goal that we've just been a bit sloppy took our eye off the ball for a couple of seconds but that's Premier League you, you lose concentration for a couple of seconds you get punished by players like Alex Iwobi who I'm sort of I'm, I'm, I'm
0: with Andy to agree I, I think he's shit I mean, he, he has put it in the only place possible to score from, really, as well. It's a, it's a pinpoint finish into the bottom corner.
3: It's just saying, you look at Alex there is there, he's, he's, he's done a good finish, and then you give him a chance where he should bury five minutes later. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah. COVID, yeah, yeah. That's the sort of calibre of players. I, f- I think, like, Jordan Pickford's one of the worst goalkeepers in the Premier League, and we we haven't tested him tonight. Cause,
1: Not at all. Because no. of all the
3: key players that we're missing in, our, in, the, in the final third. We'd, we need to get some players in this month. I, I, I know financially we might not be able to, but they the need to give Nuno a chance this, this summer, well from, well, from now.
0: We'll come to that in a bit.
2: Yeah, and I mean, um, yeah, as I say, we'll, we'll look at that in terms of Nuno and, and, and going forward in the window, because it's got to be addressed. And... It's a real shit way of looking at it because nobody wants us to, to, to lose. But if you try to shake any chink of armour, it's like, well, is this another way up call to say, this ain't working? And and that became evident, I think, in the second half in particular because, I mean, tell me your views, but the first half, and if we lead into the, the equaliser, um, nice work, okay, I guess, from a. Nuri, um on the left-hand side, as it was, put a ball into a decent area and nice control from Neves to get a, a rare... Uh, non set piece, you know, inside of the the area goal. So good, good finish by Neves, and at that stage, it looked like we were back in the game.
0: Yeah, first time in four years he scored in the box from yeah. <laughs> from not a set play. So, but yeah, well, no, I thought again that if that ball had fell to Dendonker, it would have been blasted over or wide, which is what we've <laughs> been saying for weeks. And and again, it was proved tonight where the chances that came to him, he just completely messed it up. So. We I mean, what we've been saying, when Neves plays more further advanced, he's better, even though he, he can't be in two places at once. I thought he was, I know he's jumping the gun a bit, but he was probably our man of the match tonight for me. Um, but again, he had, Dendonka does give him licence to do it, but when, it's wrong place, wrong time when Dendonka's in that place. But Neves tonight, for once, probably the first time in his whole Wolves career, <laughs> put himself out there and he finished like a pro.
2: Mm.
0: And in and Neves as
2: well. I mean, you know, really, in the last couple of years, the only time he's really been scoring in the box is, well, at home with his misses. I think by the looks of it, on but yeah, um, a little bit on Neves from, from yourself. I mean, as I say, we'll we'll, we'll talk performance as as, as, a, as a whole, but yeah, and and, and not. A nice finish, and he was in the right place. And I think as Stu alluded to, the frustration that we've had is, and we well, you know, Dendonca had a, had, a, had a shocker in terms of um, a chance later on, and I think which illustrates Stu's points that you need the right people in the right place, and he was there.
1: Yeah, I think I'd rather see Neves playing the Dendonca role, so doing a bit more of the up and down, because he has got that. He's got a better shot on him than Dendonca. Dendonca doesn't have the composure to take the chances he's been given which is really frustrating because he does get himself in some really good positions and quite wasteful, unfortunately. And I think with Neves, I think tonight, I don't think he was... I think he was let down by the others. I think he played quite well. As Stu said, he was probably our man of the match. Same against Palace. I thought he had a good game, that game as well, and he ran the show. And we know that is what Neves is capable of, so he needs to be given the licence to run the match for me.
2: And, and from that point down, with the, the Neves goal, for me, we, we, it was a good. It was probably our best spell, wasn't it? The game really, from sort of Neves goal up until um, half time, effectively.
3: I just think they are, are the. From the moment we went behind, I thought we controlled the whole match. Mm. Yeah, they, they had nothing going forward. Dinya caused uh, some problems all night, but every time he got into good areas, similar to us, not enough bodies in the box. But I thought in general we control the game. If a, another opposition midfield that's give Neves time on the ball like Palace did, he'll find the passes all day. He's got that in his in his locker. I, th- I thought we controlled the game, but we just we're missing that spark up front. I I don't want to throw Fabio
1: under the bus, but, he's, he's... but to be fair to Fabio, he was playing him left wing tonight. What the fuck was that about? I think he's yeah, not I a left wing. I thought he did
3: okay guy. in the areas where he needed to be, but. Just it's, it's, it's Was it
1: ineffective, though,
3: wasn't it? No, I don't, I think... I just keep keep on repeating ourselves. We just ain't got enough bodies in the box. No, and like right. like what you just said, we've done He's he's amazing. He, he brings so so much to our team, but he, he ain't a score, is he? No, no. He can't he can't bury his chances at, at the moment. It's similar with Fabio. Nothing's just going right for him. That one chance that. Then Don Carrad where he's he spanned it out for a flipping goal kick and tried to steal a corner from it embarrassingly. It just ain't, ain't for him. But
0: it show, it shows everything that Silver was on the left wing. It was almost a case of well, it's like the fat lad at school. Eat hey, that if you can't put him in goal, put him somewhere where he can't do any damage to anyone. <laughs> so he was he just put him out the way previous experience that yeah i was thin as a kid so don't bring that um <laughs> but yeah it was it that's what it seemed it seemed like he's put him on the left wing just to keep him out of the way so he can't mess anything up that badly and to play gibbs white as a false nine when <laughs> it's just insanity yeah, it did well got... though didn't he Gibbs? white yeah he, that's, that's what i mean managed. he, he yeah. did well when when he was dropping back into his actual where he'd normally be playing as a 10 he played well, and the balls that he was laying laying off wide were good. Were good, and it's probably better than he has been for walls for a long time. But again, it it's a slight on. We'll get onto him later, but it, it's almost like we should, we need an amnesty now that we can't even mention Fabio Silva because it's not his fault he's playing. He shouldn't be there, and there's only one person who is at fault for that, and that is new now. And mm. I would rather have Theo. The maple syrup up front. <laughs> 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 we, we can't say his oh, name. That's what he's been called now. And the so, Canadian stereotype is fine. Yeah. I'd rather have Theo up front because, Why not? Fabio Silva, he's nowhere near ready. He might not be ready What's in two that, or that, three years, so you... Can't, can't play Corbiano instead of Fabio because your will looks him look stupid for spending £35
3: million on an 18-year-old. Probably.
2: Yeah, but he doesn't. That doesn't that mm. it, but then he shouldn't put. Then his pride before principle. Should he really? Then he, he shouldn't do. He shouldn't think. Well, I'm not going to put him in because it undermines him. He should be thinking. I've got to put him in because it's clearly not working.
0: No, and he's. It he won't even working. But when I want to say, put him out there for, to limit damage. When he wasn't the like, even Alan Smith on commentary was saying he should be putting his head in there. He's like trying to give him encouragement from from up in the air. I fully uh, oh, agree with me? what you're saying there regarding like, slow pride and principles. But did Nuno really want him? No, I don't know. Well, Signing um, off, they've all said he... transfer, which seems to me they've all well, said that Nuno, Nuno gets final say. So if that's the case, then it lives the by the sword. It's, it, it, you
2: know, it's, it's, it's frustrating, and I think. Um, I, I, I tried to see the logic of him being out wide. I think you, you mentioned the commentators there and I think they put a point over to say, well, perhaps he won't be so out-muscled if he's like the figurehead in the middle and that might work. But that's, I think, being quite kind to him, isn't it, really? Um, well, When we go on to the, the Albion game, which we'll get into shortly, we'll, we'll talk about the line-up and I think I might know where you may be going on this. But, yeah, I mean... For, if we if we just close this section of the the, the first half, I think as Dan referenced, you know, Rui really didn't have much to do. The defence really didn't have have much to do. There were very few chances, um, and we seemed to be ending that first half pretty strong in a, in a pretty good position. And it was it was quite an entertaining watch overall that first half.
0: Yeah, it was. I mean, Wolves and entertaining ain't gone hand in hand this season whatsoever. So. And I, and I said before we, we record, I'd text my mate, who, who, a Bolton fan who suffered through seeing them draw one each with Exeter in League Two. And if we think we got problems. Um, and I said to him, oh, this game's been great, put this on. And then the second half happened. But yeah, that first half was after, the, after we, it was almost like we didn't even let the goal affect us. We just carried on as usual, which was a, a, a good sign considering the situation we're in. But yeah, I was, I was relatively pleased first half.
3: Mm-hmm. Reaction had- to
0: going behind was really impressive. I thought because yeah. I was gone, I
3: was gone mentally. I thought there's no way I'm getting back <laughs> into this now.
0: But exactly the way insane. they reacted,
3: the, the pattern plays around there, the edge of the box. I think like Nelson Smith I got behind there, back, back four a few times. But the final ball it was the final ball was kind of okay. But just, as, as usual, there's not enough bodies in the box.
1: Yeah, I thought mm-hmm. we we reacted really well to it. We stepped up. We went on, we had three shots on target and two off target in the first half alone. And I thought that was really good returns after what was a really shitty first five minutes to the match. Like you say, we controlled it from then on.
2: Uh, yeah, I I agree. I think, you know, that, that first half coming in, I thought, God, we've had some shite first halves and that was all right and we looked we looked okay. But was the second half a true reflection of where we are in, you know, in terms of personnel at the moment. Because to me, it just looked like we just ran out of ideas, ran out out of creativity. And I think people have, you know, talking about it on on Twitter and online, there just didn't seem anything in the tank. I I, I accept that, you know, (laughs) Everton didn't trouble us, but did we ever really, other than the long range speculative efforts look like scoring. I mean, one of the concerning factors for me was you know, we we had the possession and then we looked forward and there didn't seem that urgency to kind of make the move. It was very sort of passive, unfortunately.
0: The second half reminded me of Brighton again. And if you look at that that was our first choice, regardless of injuries, that was our first choice, central midfield. Dendonka, mm-hmm. Neves Moutinho, mm-hmm. and, and they create fuck all, and they have done for three years. And this is the, this is one of the big problems, that we try to change the system, which is fine, but it's not happened. And <laughs> them three don't do anything creatively, and it's not saying that they can't. They're clearly not allowed to in the system, and no one gets forward apart from Dendonka from set pieces. But then, yeah, we brought Semedo in to replace Doherty. We knew about the goal difference there that we wouldn't. He wasn't going to replace Doc's goals, but that's your first choice wing back, regardless of injuries. Johnny didn't get forward anyway, so from attacking attacking threat, ain't Nor is more creative from that side, and we still had Neto. So really, going forward, we're only missing two players. It's fucking shit, and you can't you can't look at it from a point of oh yeah we have got all these. You look, has saved us. So many times last season, just being trial and being brilliant on his own. And against Palace, he saved us again. When he got his form back in the first half against Brighton, it was only him doing anything, really. And you look at this now, and Fabio Silva's... You might as well put a nine-year-old there because he's he's completely ineffective. It's not his fault. not going to stag him off. But Gibbs White again, not his fault. But you've got Katroni there who hasn't played football all season. Why just, just playing through the through the middle? You're playing through the fucking middle. If you if you have to play, I even put it in the thing I said earlier. If you want a bit of balance, play Hoover on the right as well. Because at least you've got somewhere. If Samado's bombing forward, overlapping, then at least Hoover can drop back or switch him around. They both play the same position. They can both, in theory, cross a the ball over. But going forward, we are pathetic. And I said it two weeks ago. And I got slagged off rotten. But this way, the way we were playing in the second halves, we are sleepwalking into a, a serious situation because there's no excuse for it. And what Dan said, that we, we need people to back Nuno and the, the club need to give him money. We ain't spending fuck all and we ain't going to buy anyone to create chances because we've got Vitina who doesn't play. When he does come on for 10 minutes, he doesn't do anything because, again, he's a child. And <laughs> you know what I mean, though? It's like... Mm-hmm we haven't changed the problem that we've had for a long time which is central midfield creativity other than from set pieces but, uh, and this is the
2: interesting one though isn't it because I had a bit um, of interaction on, on, on Twitter I think it was Chris Sale I interested to give him a shout out he was talking about Gibbs White and said oh hang on isn't this the player we've been missing you know if he's yeah. used effectively he's that player who you know looks to have a little bit of swagger since his Swansea loans, spell I know he's been injured of late wasn't perhaps going to have the 90 but then I also think if the answer's what why, then I don't know if I like the question either, you know, it's...
0: It, <laughs> I know what he's, mean, he's saying though, because we all said at the time, didn't we, when we said when when he left, that we, we don't... Gibbs-White's the answer to the question that we don't have, because we don't play that situ, that, that um, mm. system. But since we have been playing that system, why don't you just play Neves or Matinho, because they're too similar anyway. I thought Matinho had a bad game tonight anyway, all, all round, but play... Neves, just play Dendonka plus one, like we always say, and then put Gibbs White behind the striker where he played well for Swansea, which is his natural position, which he played there for England and then if he doesn't do well there then fine, we've answered the question, but when you're not doing, not giving him a chance in his actual position, then it's just a waste of everyone's time
2: And, and just, just to kind of um, give a little of a, a cross-reference of, of reaction on Twitter Corner we do the post-match videos which will be up on the YouTube and Dan and everyone who's getting involved on in YouTube. Honestly, it's, it's brilliant. So thank you for everyone who contributes. And in, in terms of Twitter, just as a bit of reaction, it mirrors what, what you guys are saying here. So we've got Lord M. Varder who says, lack of goal threat and a striker has killed the season. It's looking like a bottom six finish this year. I hope the owners don't forge Nuno out just to do a bit of rebuilding. Andy, do you, you know, shoes mentioned was in terms of his concerns, you know, where we may end up. Are you concerned about a bottom six finish? Do you think that's realistic?
1: I want to say no, but (laughs) (laughs) let's be honest. We are where we are now because we haven't been good enough this season. And yeah, things can turn around, but things can also get worse. And January is the time that they need to put their hands in the pockets and actually try and put something into this team because it needs something. It is stale. And as Stu said, there is just no creativity coming from that midfield. I mean, when you look at our opponents tonight, Everton, when Ancelotti went there, he identified that they needed something in midfield. Obviously they had Gomez already, but then they went, bought it, went out and bought Alan, James Rodriguez, Abdelai Koura, So they went out and they strengthened their midfield because they knew that was going to be the answer to their problems. And what did we do? Fuck all. We we signed a few kids, some on loans that they may not even be here in 12 months' time. So what are we doing? It just feels like we're killing time almost. And I know they said that they're going to accept a, a season of mediocrity. But if you're Ruben Neves, if you're uh, Raul Jimenez, do you want to be in a team that accepts mediocrity? Someone who's just happy to exist? You wouldn't, would you? You'd think, okay, well... Fine, I'll go to Juventus because they want to win the Champions League.
3: That's such uh, bad PR. What the club, the club have come out with saying they're happy to accept this season being a. I'm, I'm not accepting the word transition now. The fact that they've allowed for a bottom half finish because, because, him because is injured. of the current situation in the world. There's 19 other teams in this league who are all dealing with the same situation. They had. I'll, I'll give them some leniency. We didn't have a, um, a long period of recruitment in the summer due to our Europa campaign. But this is a massive, multi-billion pound company that, that runs our club. We should be foreseeing, we should have set transfer strategies regardless of whether it was going to be in Europa or, or not. They, they took the foot massively off the pedal. Well, to be honest, they didn't take the foot off the pedal. I don't know what the, the car analogy would be for what we've done this summer. They've, <laughs> they've they've brought a Ferrari and then left it in the garage.
0: They've left it on a Liverpool Street and its wheels wheels have been stolen. That's what they've done. I um, think
2: it's naive, isn't it? It's it's naive yeah. to think that you know you you could kind of go as we have done. You know, fortunately, and I don't know it's am not saying fortunately because actually a lot of it are down to the medical team to have had been injury free, but. We've we've left ourselves exposed. Um, I, I want to touch on a, a, a few more comments, and it, by all means, shipping in terms of your thoughts here. Um, because, you know, we're, we're covering the second half, but there's not a great a lot of are really, from the second half. We had a few chances, Neves clipping the, the bar, for example, and another long-range effort, which I thought was going to be Derby, but didn't come to it. <laughs> um the, the goal that we conceded, and Mark Spruce makes a point on, on, um, on Twitter, why do we never stop the crosses? Lost count how many goals we conceded this season through not getting over enough to cut it out.
3: Because that's how our manager sets us up, is a mm. goalkeeper who's happy to have six, seven bodies protecting his goalkeeper, having balls lobbed into the box, knowing that the majority of the time his centre-backs will let it clear. Mass- Willy Bolly would have mopped up that cross in the second half. Which led to their, their
0: winner. But yeah, we, we have. We've played like that for four years. So you're right. I mean, that's, that's how we defend crosses. I mean, that was, a, again, to be fair, an absolutely world class cross. And you ain't, I mean, Dendonga kind of doing a weird kind of back turn pivot on it to try and block the cross didn't help things. Um, and he'd been kind of lining them up all day long. But again, hold your hands up world class cross, world class header. And like I said, he out-jumped Sace and he wasn't standing still or kind of switched off. He was just a great header. But again, that's what you that's the risk you take by setting up like we do. Like what Dan was the,
3: what was the roughly sort of feel that Everton spent on Andre Gomez? Because you look at uh, every one of our centre midfielders, and I don't think any of them have got that cross in their locker. It was, it was with his weak foot.
2: Oh, it was class. It was. It was. It, yeah. it, it was. It was. It was a fantastic pick out. Um, and I, and I think it is, it's is a difficult one because we know you know the likes of Matinho and Neves can spray the ball and so forth. But you know it's it's that sort of delivery. Um, as we sort of I think we 're looking up at gomez's net spend here, but yeah <laughs> um, we just just while we do that, um Bolly was mentioned there, um and Dean Marston uh, said on on Twitter, how important is bolly now, I suppose my question oh, is
1: twenty two million by the way twenty two
2: million gomez yeah. um, you know yeah he lo- you know that, that that set piece you know it it was it was classic, but then. You know, there there wasn't much in that second half. I'm not going to give Everton that much credit. You know, yes, individually they've got those players, but
0: yeah, but it's it doesn't really make any difference for the sake of one point. But the actual point is here. Well, the the argument is that we didn't do anything to win that game because, again, we didn't create anything. Mm. And I think the
1: argument is the argument is sat in the dugout. It's the negativity that's coming from from Nuno, let's be perfectly honest.
0: And we we didn't... It's not negative today. It's not like when... It's not like a a couple of weeks ago when we were sitting back trying to defend a (laughs) one-goal lead against Brighton away with all men behind the ball. It was just... Today was, don't go forward. Or... (laughs) You know what I mean? They kind of... It's so... The systems are so regimented into them that they, they haven't got any... Apart from Neto and Traore when he's on the pitch... No one else seems to be able to actually do anything. There's
1: no drive in the team apart from them two players.
0: Yeah, and it's almost like... Oh, we know is mean, not has not won what he's won and been around for so long for just being a, a, a holding central midfielder. You are looking <laughs> for Portugal now, and he's a different player. He's, we've got the, the players are there in the squad, but he's not letting them play.
2: Are you saying that there's solutions within the squad? <laughs>
0: <laughs> damn, damn you stealing the thunder again <laughs> but this is, a, this is a, one of the problems that when, he, when they come out and say things like this this is what I mean we ain't signing anyone this, the writing's been on the wall as soon as they started playing kissy faces to Catrone to, to on Twitter with happy birthday Patrick and all this stuff <laughs> but you knew what was going to happen you knew he was coming back so they've already said they've already said oh and before anyone starts about the FFP thing we, were thir- we, had to, we had to make up 30 million quid, was it? Because of the uh, our, our naughty rules of actually playing within the rules of the championship um, with UEFA. We had to make up a 30 million de- deficit this year. We actually made a two, 2 million pound profit. So that gives us round about 60 million quid to play with. And we ain't mm. spending fuck all of that. And I mean, well, well, I we'll, know, we'll, oh and that's the
2: thing. And I, <laughs> I want to yeah, build an argument, say that we're gonna. And I'm just thinking, oh, that, that has to be a reaction. I mean, we, with what we had today, Dan, that second half. So we made a change when he brought Gibbs White off, which I think you've got to accept because he's just come back from, from injury. He brought Hoover on, who she makes a decent argument because I quite like the look of him that was potentially mm-hmm. could have started. Is that the problem, Dan? That it's the bench? Because you know, what could he have done differently to to change that game? And you know, in a, a one-one to try and push on, was there anything within that bench that he could have made a change to um, to get in front in the second half? No, just no. no and that's the <laughs> thing, isn't it? Yeah. It's simple
3: as
0: that. I, 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 I'm, um, I'm I'm really trying this year, lads, like, to not be negative. I really. Am. <laughs> Well, yeah. You can see his negative stress vein in the back on top yeah. of his head yeah. throbbing away. I'm, I'm I'm trying
3: to be positive because I, I can't I can't go into the Albion game negative lads, he'll kill me. <laughs> Just accept it. We, look at you. You've got to be reasonable. We've <laughs> lost so many key players to injury. Yeah.
2: No. We every
3: don't. every team in the top ten, top most well, every club in the world. To a degree. If you lose your main centre forward, you're going to struggle.
0: But main
3: no, City point, man City have struggled without Aguero. Tottenham scraped Europa last season because they didn't have Kane for the majority of the season. We've lost Poland the last few weeks. Lost to again today. Off off the back of the probably his best damage he's had in about 12 months of Matt, at the Palace. And but- Bench is as young as i feel i am but just I, any good we've just we're so lacking in quality i can't fault the effort of the lads again i'm sorry no one's trying trying. but it's like hmm. you said like same with fabio they just ain't clicking maybe they ain't good enough i think maybe it's a confidence thing maybe maybe we are a bit too regimented in in the way that we we build playing into our attacks. I still think we, we're all reliant on our full-backs making something out of nothing because that's the that, way that Nuno sets us up. I don't know where to turn. Any... And this
2: is the, the thing, Andy. I mean, you know, people will be saying, and it's absolutely fair, you've got six or seven of your first 11 out. There's got to be surely a level of, you know... Um, rationale there to say, hang on, you know, you are going to be effective and, you know, when they come back and, you know, with additions then, you know, maybe things look differently or do you think that's, you know, short-sighted to look at it in that way and say, well, okay, but you need to manage that risk and that's where we were, you know, we lost out in the Mm. summer.
1: Yeah, it is a double-edged sword. There are a reason that Liverpool, Tottenham, Man City have all got squads of, 25 to 30 odd people who can just come in and do a job for them when a player gets injured. We don't have that luxury uh, by design, which is the most frustrating thing. It's not a case of we've got a small squad because we've got one, and that's just the look. The you know the, the look of the draw. It's one because that's very much what he's wanted. He he wants 17 players to be involved, and then a few kids on the periphery but you're always running that risk of a couple of injuries. All of a sudden, it completely throws out your season. And
3: it's this a dangerous mindset to, uh, to it, have that.
1: Where, uh, is
3: this, is he, are these the reasons why Porto and Valencia let him go? Because he's not able
1: to manage a big squad? It, it, it very well could be. Because yeah. if we were to get in the Champions League, well, I know it's fucking pipe dreams at the minute, but if we were <laughs> to get in the Champions League or even Europa again, it just worries me with the size of this squad. because it's Ener- only Energy any and legs cost us
3: Europa and the league top six finish last season because he, he didn't trust himself to manage a big squad. Look at the games where we dropped points where just one decent player coming off the bench. I still look back at that Sheffield United away game last season. He had Daniel Poulos on the bench and he didn't bring him on. And it's, it's times like that you have to look at him and think, oh, these are these the reasons why Porto and Valencia let him go?
2: But just to play play devil's advocate or just a different side of the opinion, when things were going well, this small squad was like lauded, wasn't it? To say, this is brilliant. You know, he plays with a small squad and the beauty of the small squad is everybody's on their toes. Everybody feels involved. Everybody gets minutes. You know, there's a good rotation there. He hasn't got a big squad where... There's people out on the training field who are never going to get a look in. It keeps any, everybody energised. I, I do don't think
1: as well. Oh, sorry, I was going to say I don't think it's the fact that he needs to go from having a squad of seventeen to all of a sudden having thirty. It's the case that we just need maybe one or two more, someone people who are a bit more versatile who can come in and just keep the ball rolling. But we we've never really played that. We've always been just one injury away from absolute catastrophe. And unfortunately, Raul Jimenez has got not only a career threatening but an almost life threatening injury.
0: Yeah, and all of a sudden at,
1: that's just completely shook us.
0: Yeah, and you look at the state of his head. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it's yeah, horrific, that ain't gonna that's never gonna grow over there. I mean he might as well just embrace ball club logos for him tonight. But, yeah. but um, <laughs> I've just realized this line on YouTube, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that, that's the that's the point though, that we've gone <laughs> we've gone two two and a half years of playing with having one striker at the club which is insane and mm. i know that i'm going to, that there's going to be come back on me to when when this gives up because of what i've said but i couldn't give a fuck about injuries anymore because if we were playing okay, for argument's sake if we were playing Otta and gibbs white in the middle and we were playing i don't know richards at the back and hoover and sundegaard in goal then fine but like i said earlier Creativity from midfield is non-existent, and it always has been. We've still got one out of three who's pretty much playing on his own at the minute. He's almost, he's almost elevated Ronaldo's status as he is already. Neto is because I mean, you saw what that knock did to his knee, did to him because he was just he was dead yeah. on his feet after that. Mm. And you'd say, sure, take your Neto. heart
3: sank like mine did when he looked like he was struggling yeah. on that pitch. You know, I
0: just I just laughed because I thought, well, there we are. Mm. <laughs> I've been proved right about the uh, the dreaded game on Saturday all along, but. It was it, it. was evident that he was done, but again, you I'd rather him play on than just take him off. I mean, at, at that point, you could have. I mean, look at the bench. You could have. At that point, why just just give Bettina some minutes? Just give him a try. What's what's mm. where's, where's, where's going to happen? We're we going to lose. We're we going to lose anyway. So, it's it's. So I'm not even subscribing to the injuries thing anymore because it's it's self inflicted because of the situation with the squad. Mm. We've had one striker for two three two and a half years. The one who was thrown away because he, he moaned about not playing, right, fully so, was now being brought back and still not played. <laughs> and if he doesn't start on Saturday, there's something seriously wrong because it's beyond a joke. But he surely that can't happen. I mean, injuries are part
1: of football. That's why you have a squad yeah. to cover injuries. It's not rocket
2: science. Dan, just on Stu's point there, because I think that's a really good point, whereby... I think you would make allowances if it was a full-fledged young side, you know, if we were playing literally the kids. But as soon said, that, that was still a decent side, and we've had a decent side out season, you know, players with big pedigrees um, who have been inconsistent. Um, but just to kind of draw a close on that, Dan, who stood out on a positive level for you today? Who would you say would be, would be man of the match today?
3: Like I said, I think they've all they've all given it a good go tonight, but it's just that nothing's really clicking for us at the moment. Just a Fabio Silva goal just guzzing off his arse. It just, we need something to go our way. Just a flipping deflection. I mean, their first goal, Cody could have easily have just deflected that, but it's just, it hasn't it hasn't hit him. Nine times out of ten he probably would have done because of the space that Well, he only had to, to put it in that bottom corner. Oh, I've been regular, regularly negative, but Morgan Gibbs, I thought he did okay today. I thought he faded in the second half. But yeah, you've got to remember, he's, he's been injured for quite a while. He's only started coming back. Premier League's another intensity compared to the Championship. Uh, Glenn, I don't think anyone, anyone had a, a, an amazing game. i will probably just give it to Neves because of his overall game. I thought maybe he just
1: edged it across the R 11.
2: Andy, for you, who who would you say? Who stood out? Anyone
1: you want to kind of single out? I've already mentioned Neves. Um, No, not really. No one else particularly stood out. Everyone was just okay for the majority. No one was particularly awful, but no one really shone either.
2: I think that's the thing, Andy, isn't it? And I think it's Dan saying. We weren't that shit. We were, it, I think it's, the overriding mm. f- feeling is, is you know, we we haven't seen it through lack of effort or it's it was just it's just frustrating, isn't it? Mm. I think you know that's the over in emotion.
1: Yeah, uh, for me, I think it was purely tactical. I felt we were so passive in that second half.
2: Mm.
1: We let the game get away from us because it, it wasn't managed correctly. Personally, yeah, I've got go
3: again now. He's brought a home run, but you've got a right winger and Corbiano on the bench. He's never going to play He keeps it. on talking about trusting the youth, and he ain't trusting them, is he? Just the a sink or a swim. We were chasing that game for like 10, 15 minutes, and i I'd said in the WhatsApp group, if you remember, it took way too long to bring Catrone. I don't know, I'm still not a massive fan of Catrone, but you can see that Fabio, it wasn't working with Fabio up front, yeah. and I think that's the main difference. Mm-hmm. We haven't got a proper striker up there at the moment who could sniff out their own chance. Yeah. I mean, I've...
0: He's the, he's the only one again and it's again not going to state him because why would you it's, he's there he's doing what he, he's doing his best his best is just not even league two at the minute and that's the truth and people look at oh, I beat the Wolves are going to come at me then fine because it's bollocks he's nowhere near standard for it he's not, but he's not, he's not I mean, at the minute he's an 18 year old kid no, playing not. England not and not. he's nowhere near he would not last in league two football at, at this yeah. moment in time in two years then fine yeah. He was bought for the future anyway. We know that, but that doesn't mean that he has to play. <laughs> it's mm. a fucking joke. But everyone else, like, like everyone said, everyone was fine. I no, mean, If that had been a draw, then again, fine. But the same problems would have arose that Pickford didn't have a save to, sh- didn't have a shot to save in the second half at all. <laughs> what did he have to do? <laughs> I mean, it never hit the it, it hit the post with that free kick. Yeah. Mm. And the um, the Derby Espanol tribute act just went a bit w- slightly over, but other than that, there was nothing at all, and you're, you're looking at individual brilliance again to win the game and trying to get a point for you. And it's not even I'm not even down on this game because we played like we, said, we played well in the first half. Second half was just much of a muchness and it could have gone we could have got a point, but we've been done by two moments of brilliance from Everton's point of view. And but we've been showing up again from not creating anything from central yeah. midfield, which is but the I'm, problem for a long time.
2: But then I also, just thinking about it there, I mean, we know the players that we've got out, but I think as Dan referenced earlier, you know, Adama coming off arguably, you know, his best performance of, of late and getting a goal, which was well publicised. Within Adama in that side, you know, I know that's not answering your question in terms of central midfield, but it just gives you a different option because we just looks, um as you say, just pretty inept, didn't we, going forward?
0: Yeah, we're a one-man team.
2: Yeah. Amazing,
3: was... looking back, how lucky we, we got with Raul Jimenez.
2: Because
3: mm-hmm. his, his score record was not good coming to us.
0: It was, to no. start with us either.
1: It took him no, a while it to It took settle. him a few months, didn't it? It was like January and all of a sudden everything clicked and it all worked. I remember people questioning, who's this Raul Jimenez we've signed? He looks awful. But, yeah, we got very, very lucky with him. <sighs> <laughs> and if, and, and that, get...
0: we'll go to a break.
1: Yeah. Fifty That's... minutes we've just been talking about Everton for. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right,
2: OK. I'll take, I'll take that. Apologies. Right. <laughs> we're, mo- we're moving on from Everton. And as Stu said, after this short break, it's a black country derby.
1: Hi everyone, Matt from Walls Fancast here. If you're anything like me, time is of the essence these days. How am I meant to take training with my wonder kids on the managerial football simulation game that I'm not allowed to mention for legal reasons if I'm too busy worrying about my online media presence? Well, that's where our friends at pixelyetimedia.com come in. They're not just web designers. They're a creative agency that cover all of your design needs from websites, brochures and signage to marketing, logo design and branding. So go check them out at pixelyetimedia.com. They'll get you set up quicker than a Dama Traore running at a terrified left back. Speaking of which, who's got my baby oil?
2: Okay, so it's, I'm, I'm <laughs> agonising because this is the Black Country Derby. And for for, for many of us on, on, on this call, um, it kind of still makes you shudder because I think of our recent, I say recent, you know, obviously, from our last infamous game, 5-1, and they get bring out the Orange Squash DVD or whatever they brought out, or South Bank, Tesco, Caribbean. We all know, we all know, we all know. We get it. However, this football club and Albion are in a very different place to, to where we were, you know, after that game. Stu, just before we, we, we touch on that game, um, I haven't briefed you on this, so apologies. But... Um, Favorite Wolves Albion memories? What 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 comes what comes to mind? Is it is it the Ewan Roberts hat trick that stands out for yourself?
0: I wasn't there for that obviously. Cause I was no. only I was that ninety six ninety seven. I even put it. On, I even tagged him in the other day, so I should remember. <laughs> so what was I? 12? Well, well, Wolves Albion was my first. Um, it was the first home game of the season in ninety five ninety six. So that was the first game of having a season ticket. <laughs> amazingly.
2: Mm. Um,
0: but yeah my, my, probably my favourite one was the um, the Paul Crichton day, just yeah. <laughs> just because of how like, hilarious it was, and he was so bad, and it, it, the, the, I think the video is still on YouTube somewhere of his his howlers, But even that doesn't do it justice. Every single time he went to kick the ball, he just completely fucked it up over and over again. And there was that there was that in the Bothroyd one, um, mm. but they're a bit few and far between, really. <laughs> Hmm.
2: And, and I think this is the thing. And um, yeah, you mentioned the Crichton one for for those who probably aren't aware. Because we we do have a lot of listeners who have kind of come on board recently. And you, you you know, it's great to to have you on board. And the, the Crichton one is shoe reference. I've never seen a keeper just completely. It um, was just done in by the crowd. I thought I just thought that they just got one over. him, and he just he just looked so shaky, didn't he? Um, <laughs> um, but that he was you know, he's like literally
3: <laughs> gone. Yeah. Mm. That the Safe Bank ate him up that day. Mm. It was similar to when Millsborough had to take off Danny Mills. Danny Mills. <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: It was literally <laughs> when it's, it's, it's one of them when when the Safe Bank's feeling hostile and they get a sniff of blood, horrible, whether it's for walls or against walls. When the Safe I'm hostile, they a special
2: crowd. It, it takes a certain type of character, and and you know we're we're, we're gutted, of course, that that obviously we we can't be there in person. Dan, what what stands out to you, sort of Walls Walls Albion memories?
3: I mean, I've I had a season ticket from when I was seven. My mum started taking me when I was seven, and in the first Black country derby I remember when we won two 0 Andy Thompson rifled a penalty in the top corner past. Oh, was he, what was his flipping name? Russell Stuart... Holt. Nailer. No. Stuart, Stuart Naylor. Stuart Nailer, yeah. David Kelly scored in the second half, Edda. Just special, them, them sort of days. was when he was a kid. It was like, if Wolves won a Black Country Derby, it was like unlocking a new level at a, at a computer game. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, so what happens now? What, well, like, unbelievable times growing up. Oh, especially my parents been taking me for it since I was flipping this eye. You still are? Exactly.
2: Well, Andy, what, what what about yourself? I mean, we've had, you know, I'm only going to concentrate on the positives here as we move on to to the game on Saturday. I guess the George Nadal game, if I call it that, you know, um, at home, I know one of your favourite players, Dean Richards, for example. I remember him scoring yeah. in a derby; that must stand out as the well. The cracking
1: header that was. Mm. But I think the uh, the time when Fletcher scored twice against them in the 3-1 victory. That was that was a great day. It felt really good. and it, I think that would have been the first and only time we've beat them in the top flight, it, well, in the Premier League after the yeah. top flight. Yeah. So, yeah, that was great. I, I I remember that. and I remember it being a really balmy summer's day, and it was just, everything was right in the world on that day. And it, it, it hasn't always been as it in the Black Country derby. It's usually such a tense atmosphere. But, I don't know, we just seemed to put it to bed early and it was just great to enjoy the whole day for a change.
2: I think that's the thing with derbies, they are difficult to enjoy because you just get that knot in your stomach just all the way and you know, the 5-1 the was horrific. I remember, I, I think I left before the end like a lot of them did and I was in the stall with my dad and I was just like, this is just, ah, oh, it was horrible, horrible and we've all got, you know, many of us have got family connections and work connections and so forth and and know the relevance of it, and, and we we had a good chat about this in the WhatsApp group this 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 week um, about the fact that you know, of, of, in recent times you know, Birmingham and then and then or, or even more recent times Villa of games have been more significant. But for you gents, is this always been the one?
1: Yeah, like don't get me wrong, I've always hated Blues just because I went to college in house so so went to college with <laughs> quite a few of them, but. Albion have always been the ones, really. Because, I mean, Birmingham, we haven't spent that much time in the same league. The Villa, even less so. But Albion, we've we've always been almost there or thereabouts for a lot of the time. It's only been the, the most recent history, which is possibly why a few of the young'uns don't quite get the hatred. But for me, yeah, fuck them. It's them all the way.
2: And just on that theme, we had a question from Yam Yam2017. Most despised West Birmingham Albion player of all time, excluding the obvious prisoner LG964. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, aside from Lee Hughes, um, but you can include Lee Hughes if you want, because he just seems the obvious one. The one for me, just while you're thinking, uh, Andy Hunt was was probably a player. Uh, just, just disliked um, Robinson as well, and then later went on to play the Blues. But um, and any players that you yeah over hated I know the player for Albion. I get that, but just to add an extra dimension, or any players that you grudgingly respected as well over the years.
3: No respect. Makers. There's no respect. <laughs> There's pure hatred for these bastards. Everything I despise in our, our life, they sum up in a flipping. Blue and white striped, pigeon badge wearing ensemble of just <laughs> disgustingness. I hate that club. I hate everyone that's involved with them. Like you just mentioned there, Paul Robinson, absolute mm. rat of a footballer. Mm. When he was in an Albion shirt, breaking Ebanks Blake's leg at Flipping Blues. Same with Matt Carbon breaking George Ondar's leg. Lee Hughes, horrible.
0: Just an horrible club. Just fuck them off. Who is the one who did Ryan Green? I think that might. Green. Is that Carbon? It remember. might have been
2: Matt Carbon. I know I he, had he had was. a bad injury as well. But you, you were going to mention Snakers there as well. And I think... I like Snakers. Yeah, certainly. he was a good player. We, we've got to say it as it was. And I think... It's so he ain't.
3: We ain't got to give him any... <laughs>
2: <I> come off. <laughs> but, it, but here's the thing, though. What. The game changed a lot, but that used to be the decider. It used to be that first tackle, didn't it? He used to kind of look out for it, and he'd be in the centre midfield, and we, mm-hmm. we would have, you know, Osborne or whoever, and it would be that crunching challenge. Now, we're gearing ourselves up for it because we want to look ahead, we want to be positive. Um, so, from our perspective, because we, we referenced it in the Everton chat, um, what do you think the team will be and who, who who do you want to see in the team but you can't include Steve Ball?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think it will probably be pretty much what we saw tonight. If no one returns from injury, that is, of course. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes maybe with putting Fabio through the middle. I think that needs to be done. He, he doesn't know it's to shit or wind his watch out on the wing. So what's the point in having him out there? I'd rather have Gibbs-White out on the left and Neto on the right. Would you you, you, go
2: with Silver again then, Andy, not Catroni?
1: I don't know. I I don't think Nuno will, purely because I think Nuno hates him and his hand's been forced. (laughs) There is an argument for playing him, but he hasn't played a lot of football this season, so that will probably factor into his uh, decisions. Is he up to speed? Obviously, we don't know that. He didn't really set the world alight when he came on tonight. Literally, the first thing he did was put the ball out for a throw-in rather than a five-yard pass. So, maybe there is a bit of ring rust there. Stu,
2: so, um, what, what do you think? I mean, it's difficult because we don't, I don't expect, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, will any of the players that are injured be featuring? I, I, I suspect not.
0: Um, well, they said they said Ray might might feature anywhere in commentary tonight. So, okay. I mean, if he does, then thank God. But yeah. we, we might have a chance. But the um, I fully expect him to play kindergarten cop again. I it's just I mean, at, at this point, I mean, I jokingly said play ace up front, bro. I, I really would rather play ace up front and have Kilman and Cody at the back than see a single more, one second more of Fabio Silver in this team this season. See, it's pointless. It's a complete waste of time. He's wasting his he's ruining his career. It's wasting everyone else's time. No one wants to pass to him anyway because he's not good enough. No, he's not ready. Sorry, we can't say he's not good enough, can we? Um but no one passes to him. And you saw it tonight as well. well. there were chances where he was the easy ball, but they didn't want to take him. I just it's just it's unfortunate for everyone involved, but there's an easy way out of this. Just don't pick him in the squad or put him on the bench at least. And Play with a foot. Play with no striker if you have to. But even doing that, I, mean, I know people have, we've said before that we need a focal point. But the last three games, he's just not. He's not even there. He's not even a focal point for himself in the mirror at this point. It's just, it's just sad. But I can still see Nuno doing the same thing. And if we do, we'll lose. But it's it as simple as that? Oh.
2: Yeah, but even but uh, oh, I don't. It's oh god! I just it's, it's I'm, I'm, the anxiety is just creeping in for this yeah. game. It really is, and but it but it shouldn't. No, should it? Should because we shouldn't one,
0: be in this position. We well, should be nowhere well, near this position. But
2: well, there's 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 that point. There's the bigger picture, which which I agree with. But uh, but but in in comparison to what they've got, even a Fabio Silva leading the
0: line should
2: comfortably be enough.
0: I would have every single one of their strikers over Fabio Silva at this point in time. Every single one oh, of them. I don't he's even get into that. No, I don't. At, I don't. The, at this point in time, he's not going to no. score, is he? This is the problem. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. He's not going to fret. No.
2: I, 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 this is.
0: The, a, <laughs> it's coming across as me hating the kid. I, I don't hate the kid. He, he, no, I don't. Could, I don't say that. He could be great in a couple of years, but that's a couple of years' time. It's ruining his career doing this to him every week, because he's just, he's just. When there was times tonight when he was saying it, he was, <laughs> like when he, he he messed one up and put um he put eight Nori in trouble just for being five yards from him. And he's got he's completely shot of all confidence. He's not going to play himself back into confidence because he's not ready. So uh, it's like a, a broken record here. That we say the same <laughs> thing every week, that he's, he's not ready, it's not his fault. But just take him out now. If you don't play Catroni up front, just play without a striker. It's just a better... And just put, push them, just flood the midfield and just get them at them that way because he ain't going to score. Hopefully, hopefully, I'm wrong and this can be clipped everywhere, and you all shame me and I'm fine. But it's not, it's not going to happen.
2: Well, no, we'd all accept that. And, and look, I mean, you and Roberts had a, a had a poor start, and then out of nowhere got a hat trick against the Albion. So it's, 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 it's who knows? I, know, <laughs> I know he's completely different, and I'm looking for positives because that, you know, he was far more experienced. And I don't disagree, and I don't think there'll be many disagreeing with you because this isn't a personal thing, and it's not a slight against him. It's it's a, it's a system of the circumstances, but. I think Dan's mentioned it, and and, and you mentioned it there. Just because you paid £35 million on a player, if it's not working, there shouldn't be an obligation that he has to play if it's clearly not working. Now, Dan, in, ter- in, terms, in terms of the game, you mentioned Catrone uh, earlier. I think it was a surprise for yourself that he didn't get more minutes to um, put himself in a better position for Saturday.
3: No, I think he needed at least half an hour off the bench tonight to be at least... Yeah. Degree of match fit to start the game, and then when he when he fades, then you bring on Fabio. I don't I don't know what other option we've got at the moment. We, unless them are actually bringing a striker before Saturday, which ain't going to happen. I mean, if, if we all play football manager, we'd be on the flipping free agents search <laughs> section of that 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 module tonight if if we had any names about us. But. As, as I said, we we could do with a Stephen on type on, on Saturday, just just fill him up with Red Bull and just watch him go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think every, every Derby game needs that type of player though, don't they, I think. So, I mean, in in terms of the, the, the transfer win, window, because it's an opportunity to talk about it, I think there's a general, if I'm picking this up right, feel that he won't do anything and the signs are out there and the P.R. is kind of saying not. But, you know, is there any realistic names? We we don't think Costa's realistic from what we gather in terms of wages and what we hear.
0: There's there's Josh
2: King, for example. Is there any other names that you think we could realistically get in?
0: I don't know why the Origi thing's been ruled out. I've got no mm-hmm. clue. I agree with that. It's I a mean, really one I
1: want. I know he's a bit of a wild card, but he's a player who's got bags of energy. He knows how to score goals at important times. Like that's a fucking incredible trait to have. He's very much the like my pick of the ones that we've been linked with, and I imagine that he he's going to be one to be playing football from now till the uh, the Euros. So they need to be getting him in, and I know that people have said that there's going to be no no movement because clubs don't want to let players go, but you know that when we get to like the twenty seventh of Jan, clubs are going to be thinking, okay, we might not be able to sell him, but I don't want him on our books for the next six months. So we may as well get a loan fee and get them off the wage bill. So maybe something will happen, but I don't think it'll be until the last few days of the transfer window, personally.
0: Yeah. He could come in and be like a 2021 Dean storage, and would be amazing. Oh, yeah,
1: Imagine. That'd be ice.
3: If you've, if you've already mentioned it. Fabio or Katrin is going to get an afterthought to you and Robert on Saturday. <laughs> it's all set up for is isn't it? I mean... Yeah. I'm, I'm, my heart's breaking every time I keep saying this is the game where Fabio's going to come alive if, if this is if this is it isn't it if, if he don't score Saturday then you're where the shooting Frankovsky moment where he's, he's, he's never going to kick oh, on don't say that
2: I just can't I just can't see him starting with Catroni. I just I, I, I understand why he hasn't started Cotrone tonight I actually do because I don't think he's been involved as he at Fiorentina that much so he probably hasn't got the games in him um, but th- 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 there does come a point where it's like, well, it's Stu's reference, it's its its not working. But, okay, prediction time. We've got to predict. Um, all things considered, Stu, what's your prediction
0: for the game on Saturday? What's your scoreline? I said the minute they were promoted that they're going to do the double over us again, and I've got no reason to think why it would not happen, because they're cursed. Oh. And look at the look at the it's not even because of being <laughs> super negative and trying to kill Dan in his blanket and everything like this. You look at the t- how we play against ship teams under Nuno Huddersfield didn't beat them, Burnley haven't won their own three. And it's just you know what he'll do. And if they come back, come in and Aladdice is going to do his, his usual thing. I can, it, you can see an absolute mile off that it's going to stink the place out, get a jammy deflected 1-0 from somewhere and then talk about it for the next four or five months. You can, just, you can see it coming a mile off. I've, I've, <laughs> I've prepared myself for this moment since the start of September. So I'm, 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 I'm free of my demons. I'm it. If anything, anything else comes of it, I'll be absolutely amazed just because now against shit teams barely works and they're cursed where we're concerned.
2: So, predicts predicting defeat. Andy?
1: I can't bring myself to predict defeat. Um, no. Signs don't look good. Signs <laughs> <laughs> don't look good, but Albion are probably the worst team I've seen this season. They're awful. They are absolutely shocking. I mean, I know Sheffield United are bottom of the league, but I have seen at least a game and a half of theirs where they looked okay. Whereas Albion are just like, shit. So, we should win. Should win. With the Fabio Silva hat-trick, of course.
2: Okay, we'll, 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 we'll take that. And Dan?
3: Two-no-wolves. Pedro Neto. Sois. Believe. We can't go into this game negative. We're going to win this game. Going to set them on the path to relegation. Never going to play him again. The <laughs> Their Chinese arms
1: is going
0: to bankrupt him. But what if what if Neto comes back and he's out for six months with an injury now?
1: Oh, don't say that. <laughs> oh,
0: <laughs> fucking hell, the, the, So Dan's going
2: for a win. Dan is channeling his year again. Like he's going to be bending any spoons he's got in his kitchen. He's going to, you know, getting his feng shui all right. And, and we're all hoping for it. But Look, there's an element of, I'm, I'm rumbling on because I'm scared to even predict myself. <laughs> I'm just going to avoid it. No, I, I, look, I'm going to go for a win and I'm going to go for 1-0 and that that will, that will do us. That would be fine in its own right. I would take that. But there's a, there's a trepidation. But for me, it, it's kind of, it'd be a trepidation if we were top of the league and they were bottom. Because it's just, yeah, of course, in me, mm. you know. But believe that,
3: please. Just believe. We,
2: yeah, We've just still got one, Pedro uh, Neto.
3: Adama might be back. Katrani or Fabio Silva have got a score at some point. If it's going to be against anyone, it's going to be against this poor Albion side that even I think I would score against. And I was never a scorer in lad, I was an
2: assistor. Believe. Believe.
1: Believe. That's the message.
0: Believe.
2: That is the message. Pin it up. Um...
0: Get share on the phone.
2: Yeah. <laughs> in your bedroom, you know, um, wherever. Um, just so you believe. And, and, and we're all we're all hopeful for it. It's shit that we can't be there. We get it. But, you know, for, for, for me, it's hung over me and a lot of Wolves fans, that last performance against them. So we're just hoping that we'll get the win and, and things will, will kick start. So... We hope by the time we join you next, uh, which will be the post-Albion part, <laughs> I don't <laughs> know what position we will <laughs> <I'm laughs> really kick off. I'm sober at the moment. Whether or not I will be after <laughs> that game, I don't know, good or bad but we're all hoping for a, for a positive thing. And this is the thing, and and I've, and I've got to say this, I don't, you know, people can so, sort of say that we've spoken here and we've been negative. I just see it as just being realistic. This is a frustrating time at the moment, but I think we also all generally know that things can turn around. So we're hoping positively that we'll get a good result and, and we may even get a, a, a good window. Um, so just in closing... Um, Thanks to everyone who continues to listen to us, continues to support what we do. Um, I've said it before and I say it again, what we're putting out there content-wise is amazing. Um, Dissecting this game tactically will, I'm sure, be Gully, who's probably got his his whiteboard up running now with his GTA... um, Analysis of of, of, the, um, of the game this evening. Um, and there'll be loads of stuff coming up towards the, the Albion game. Anything else anybody else wants to mention in terms of what we've got out there at the moment?
3: A Instagram. massive plethora of enthusiasm and belief that Wolves are going to win on Saturday by up a pair of Steve
1: He's gone again.
0: <laughs> so this is what happens. He tries to talk, he tries to say believe and we can't hear a single word he says. It's, it's, Even it's the destiny.
1: microphone's giving a funny.
0: Oh.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, Dan's going to be wearing his Steve Ball pyjamas every night un, until until the weekend. And I think, look, this is we've been waiting for this game. So however we feel about it, we've been waiting, waiting <laughs> for this game and waiting for our opportunity. So we're, we're, we're hoping... You know, of course, we are that we we get a positive result. So, uh, from all of us on the fan cast, from all of us tonight, um, stay safe. Come on, positive vibes, as Dan says, and let's hopefully uh, when we'll be speaking to you next, we'll be celebrating a derby win. Thanks. Good night.
3: powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a new season we recommend.
1: I'm Sam Bungie, one of the hosts of West Cork, a story about a community on the far south coast of Ireland that became a kind of paradise for people looking for a fresh start. Nobody knew their past. You could be who you wanted to be rather than who you really were. Then one newcomer was murdered and another was suspected of doing it. I see in, in the market, and really, he's always trying to be normal and trying to get people to like him. But we all know, don't we? Listen to West Cork now on Acast. Acast, Acast. 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 recommends.
0: Whatever you're saving up for. A CD from Sandy Spring Bank lets you grow your savings at a guaranteed rate. Right now, earn interest at 5.00% APY on an 8-month CD special or 4.25% APY on a 14-month CD special. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com slash cdspecials. Minimum opening deposit to earn the annual percentage yield is $500 for the 8-month CD special and $2,500 for the 14-month CD special. Member FDIC.